when you play the game of crypto, you win or you die. But there are exchanges, the Lannisters of the crypto world. This is Blockchain from the Block, episode 10. far away there was this young gentleman a little bit overweight but like the new season hasn't even started <laughs> hi it's Ivan and the guy with the, the 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 weird voice was Luca of course from Eternity Ventures uh we're talking as usual about blockchain everything that's happening and honestly I'm excited about Game of Thrones I'm looking forward to the Lannisters slaying all their enemies and actually winning in the end because, well, yeah, J.R. Martin likes to play with our emotions and I can't think of a happy ending for that show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> gonna happen. What can you do? But yeah, we're talking about DEXs or decentralized exchanges. Luca, from what I gather, basically DEXs are like the Lannisters of the crypto space, right? <laughs> yeah, a little bit like this. <laughs> so let me, um, let me run you really quickly through the history of uh, exchanges. So um, first, when, when uh, Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies first started uh, brooming, there was no reg no way that you can exchange Bitcoin for um, a fiat or any other cri cryptocurrency Why for fiat. Why would you exchange it for a fiat specifically? Like, I don't know. I mean, it was because it was a store of value because it was a store of it was the only way to, to make transactions. You know, you need to use it for payments in the real world. Of course, in Serbia they always use fiat fifty <laughs> for payments, and it's normal. <laughs> One day they will stop producing fiat. No, this is the never. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, um, back then it was basically a classical barter trade. I give you something virtual and you give me something physical like banknotes or fiat. Um, but it was a peer-to-peer -peer trade. So I needed to rely on you that you will not, I don't know, hit me or cheat me or, you know. Then, I would never hit you. Yeah. You never know. But I could use an exchange for you to be really <laughs> yeah. sure. About. So, yeah, exactly. But uh, that's the that's the kind of the next step. Then um, marketplaces started booming up, like uh, reg not regulated, but let's say things with rules that uh, you would say, okay, I need to, you know, replace or swap my one currency for another currency. And then this marketplace called local bitcoins, but there were many, many more, would kind of directly connect you to a person on the other side of the, the world, sometimes, sometimes locally, that you would do the trade itself. But then the adoption started really, really booming and some people started crypto exchanges Exactly like um, a foreign currency exchange where you swap your euros for your US dollars and you do it, uh, you know, on a massive scale. You enter the land of crypto when you just need some other currency. Exactly. Then they started really popping out like crazy, you know, left and right. Uh, one of the biggest ones, the most famous ones or the infamous, infamous one was called Mount Gox, which basically started as a marketplace for trading uh, uh, Magic the Gathering cards. And then it turned... Uh, how does a, something go from like trading Magic the Gathering cards, which for those idea. of you who don't know is a like trading card game yeah trading it's literally card game. like a board game a trading card game to crypto market i have no idea it was back in the early days and that's not important what is important <laughs> is that it was one of the biggest shocks of uh, of that era basically the owner and the people behind it claimed that they were hacked putting my air quotes on so and big air quotes now yeah and a lot of people lost their money but that's one of the things where basically exchanges can uh, they fail quite a lot so in this uh, you know blockchain space in the crypto world everything is about decentralization you know trustless economy not trusting one central authority and then all of a sudden we start using exchanges which are the single point of failure and when they fail it's a big problem because you both 
again, lose trust in a system that shouldn't even need to have it. And on the other hand, what's the alternative? Yeah, but you also lose a lot of money. So basically a lot of people actually who are like active traders, they do it using, I don't know, some centralized um, exchanges. And then they put, I don't know, their daily or weekly or monthly trading volume. And then... When they get hacked and everybody get, gets hacked eventually, either... Are you using air quotes now? Or no, no, no. Like everybody gets hacked. Okay. So you have exit scams, which basically after a while, after they pump up a big volume, they just take the money and run, which is rarely happening right now. We had recently, maybe a couple of months ago, the Canadian exchange did exactly this. So the, they claimed that the CEO went to India and then died in India. And then, you know, all of the money, I think it was 150 million was lost. So everybody's people, you know, everybody's money was uh, stolen and lost somewhere. This is not the only one. I mean, the, the, the centralized exchanges now started becoming massive gatekeepers for basically everyone in the space. So if you have your own tokens or if you have, uh, if you want to list them, if you want to utilize them in some way, you need to go to exchanges for them to be floated, for them to be um, liquid at certain points. And then a lot of nasty things happen. I mean, this space is not regulated, so a lot of things are actually what what are completely forbidden and you can go to jail if you do it in a i don't know zagreb stock exchange or i don't know belgrade stock exchange you would go to jail these things happen regularly like uh, wash trading or pumping the volumes or i don't know doing doing these I mean, this things. is so ironic in a space that should be again the good thing should be that it's deregulated decentralized etc etc you have the exact problem happening and how can someone that's just entering, I mean, people will lose faith if something doesn't change. Exactly. And this is exactly what's happening right now. So you, that's the kind of the duality of the, the, the nature of blockchain, nature of crypto at this point right now, because you know why people use centralized exchanges? Because they're convenient. They're, they're, they're easy to use and people are lazy. So people even put a lot of money into these or there's a lot of liquidity. I don't know. You, you really want to sell 50,000 euros worth of uh, eternity tokens. And uh, you don't have time to wait for your orders to be filled in. So, so basically, it's kind of trading convenience for security, trustless nature, decentralized nature of, of the whole thing. But that's hopefully very soon is going, going to change because of that, because of the manipulations, because of a lot of flaws that exist currently in the, in the uh, ecosystem right now. Basically, people started using the same people who started the revolution, if you want to call it, invented a new form of an exchange, which is called the DEX, decentralized exchange. It sounds like a Pokemon in there. <laughs> it it is a little bit. DEX from a Pokemon. Yeah, it is a special special type of Pokemon uh, <laughs> where you basically you don't rely Go on crypto I choose you <laughs> exactly but uh, the main point is that it kind of simulates the, the trust, trustless nature of the whole thing so when you use a decentralized exchange you basically have your own so tokens are in your own account not stored on some exchanges account so basically the only thing that uh, decentralized exchange does is match your buy for the other guy's sell or vice versa. So basically, if you say I want to trade these tokens for US dollar, on at the same time, the this exchange will find you are a buyer and then notify them that you have a match. And then I will directly trade to this guy and it will happen almost simultaneously. I will not trust the exchange. I will not trust the guy, but it happens, happens simultaneously. So, so what blockchain is to the real world, 
decentralized exchanges are to crypto and the blockchain space. A little bit. Oh yeah, that's a nice, nice meta. <laughs> exactly. So it, it basically removes the need to trust uh, um, one specific exchange or one specific network. So you just say, yes, I want to trade these tokens for that tokens. And um, there's a lot of magical things happening in the background, uh, like atomic swaps and some of the technical terms we, uh, we're going to maybe talk about in the future. Mm -hmm. Do you think DEXs will like solve all these problems? I think they are... It's too early to tell. And I think that they will become a major, major player uh, in the whole system. Because look, every single exchange right now is either launching their own decentralized exchange or thinking and planning to, to launch it. So you have Binance, one of the most popular ones right now. They said, okay, everybody wants a decentralized exchange. Here's a decentralized exchange. The main problem of decentralized exchanges, as I mentioned, is that the ease of use. So you need to use it by signing your own transactions, by using Ledger, like hardware wallets, or issuing the trans transaction yourself at certain point. It involves complicated, I wouldn't say registration process because it usually doesn't have a reg re registration, you know, if you- But have... it does need a little bit more effort. Exactly. But I think that the major point, the major point that prevents that is still user experience and liquidity. So you have many, many right now, and a lot of them don't have liquidity. So if I want to sell quickly something or buy quickly something, I will probably need to wait. So, and this creates some sort of a mental barrier between people that kind of, you know, prevents them to being fully adopted, massively adopted at a certain point, which hopefully is going, going to change rather soon. To get a little more info about DEXs, we talked to one of Eternity Ventures investees, uh, Vedex. So let's hear what they have to say. Hi, Tito. Can you tell us what Wadex is? Wadex is a multi-chain decentralized exchange, and it is even something more. It is a blockchain agnostic DAP ecosystem. It's not only a single exchange, but it will have much more applications, and all of them will be built around this idea for decentralized exchanges, cross-chain swaps, and so on. And they will support our customers and crypto communities overall to do this interoperability and cross-chain transactions in a decentralized and secure way. How did you decide to create a DEX, a decentralized exchanges DAP ecosystem? Yeah, that's, that's a really good question. I, I'm in crypto from a long time, not so long, but it was beginning of 2017. Me and and my team, we all started playing around because we are engineers and tech guys. We wanted to try to buy some crypto to sell it to write some code. And we found it kind of strange that if you want to buy crypto, we should do it in centralized exchanges or some other centralized systems. And we were annoyed with that downtimes, you know, when there were new tokens, the websites of Kraken, of Binance and so on, they were just, they just went down. Even you have no chance to reach them in sometimes for two, three days, sometimes for one week, which is not fine at all. And you have to provide all that um, ID and other personal data, which is just offending your personal identity and your personal data and could be exposed. And it was completely controversial, the idea for cryptocurrencies for you, that you have your own privacy, that you hold full control over your assets. 
Then we see the decentralized exchanges, uh, ones like Ether Delta, like IDEX, but we found them kind of hard to use. They were not user-friendly, they were lagging, and there are a lot of problems. So then we came with the idea that we could do something much more better, which will be still decentralized, but it will give you a feeling that you're in fully working centralized application where if you have scalability, you have that, that speed. And at the same time, everything is based on smart contract. It's much more secure. It's much more transparent. And you can have full control over your assets anytime, 24-7. What are actually the main features of decentralized exchanges? Yeah, the, the main features of decentralized exchanges are, for example, they are non-custodialship, which means that all the funds are stored in a smart contract in completely transparent and decentralized way which means that the core team or the company or even the government cannot stop the exchange. And even if they stop the application, people could reach their funds throughout the smart contract, which is giving you much more confidence. And you know that your funds will be in the contract even after 100 years. Theoretically, no one could, could reach them which is one of the most important things because like we know, people by nature are greedy. And if you rule a big portfolio of funds or assets, even you or part of your team internally could could hack the exchange and could steal the funds. And we have seen this a lot of time this year so far. For example, more than $1 billion were stolen from different centralized exchanges. And these hacks are happening every day, even if we don't know for all of them, because especially big um, exchanges are hiding this information because this will ruin their reputation. And yes, in short, the most, um, the best advantages of decentralized exchanges are that they are much more secure. There is non-custodialship. There is full transparency of what's happening, code trades, no fake volumes or whatever. And of course, there is no downtimes because everything is on the blockchain. And as long as we have blockchain, we will have the, the system running and no one could stop it or, or attack it. While you mentioned advantages, are there any disadvantages? Maybe what are the bi- biggest challenges that uh, DEXs are facing today? Uh, yeah, you're completely right. Nothing is white or black. There is advantages and disadvantages. There is pros and cons. And as we are in early stage, there is some limitation of the technology. For example, um, you know that decentralized exchanges are a little bit slower because it takes some time for a transaction to be mined on the blockchain. And this is one of the biggest disadvantages. The second thing is it is maybe maybe consequence of this slow speed. It is that decentralized exchanges don't have so big volume and this is because they are not fast enough and regular traders would prefer to stay on centralized systems right now and there is not not much volume. And one of the other problems that we are really trying to solve is the blockchain interoperability. Uh, We all know that currently we have a lot of blockchains, different blockchains, but they are like standalone systems and they are working in a great way, but they are isolated and they cannot communicate in decentralized way with the other blockchains. But there are a lot of solutions that are building right now. Even we are really 
innovating in that sphere. We are working on cross-chain transactions with atomic swaps, with oracles, and we think that Eternity and their blockchain is perfect fit because their oracles are building and they will really help us to make the, the first cross-chain transactions between Eternity and Ethereum with, with the oracles and with their atomic swaps. What do you think that the future of crypto brings? Um, are DEXs really a silver bullet? Are they a solution for everything? Uh, and also why? I think that crypto is the future. I think that it, it gives us really innovative technology and it is it is like revolution not only in the financial system but but only in in higher level like like a philosophy we can have much more freedom we can have much more privacy we can transfer data and value in matter of times in matter of seconds or minutes it's like i don't know it is the new internet internet of value and this is something great because everyone could use it and it is much more affordable for people from africa from asia from europe from all over the world and this is something that we have never seen in the last I don't know. We haven't, we have never seen this in the human history. I'm really excited about this and I'm sure that blockchain is really, really good technology and it will continue growing and probably it will be the mainstream of payments, of transfers and for everything that we do now in a centralized way. And regarding DEXs, I, I think that they also have bright future that they will be used for trade and for exchanging cryptocurrencies because it's a shame to have decentralized assets which are traded in fully centralized way. It is like having a submarine and trying to fly with it in the sky. It's not possible. So it's the same the current situation now. We have decentralized assets, but we trade them in fully centralized way. So DEXs have bright future and the technology is is developing, is emerging, and I'm sure that, that they will be the mainstream. Maybe not now, but after four or five years. But they are not universal solution for everything. They are just part of the puzzle. So we need we need whole new ecosystems with DEXs, with DAPs, with different government protocols, models, and applications. So yeah, I'm, I'm bullish about crypto, and I think that it's, it's a great technology that we will start using in our daily lives sooner or later. Well, that sums it up. Tito, do you have anything else to add? I think that these are the, the most important things that I, I want to say. It was a great pleasure to take part in this interview, and I think that we need much more interviews like this, which should educate people, because one of the most important things about crypto and about any new technology and, and blockchain in this case is education. We have to educate people, we have to tell them the advantages, we have to tell them how to use the technology, and only then they'll start using it, and only then we will have global recognized applications and mass adoption of this great new technology. So I, I highly appreciate your efforts and, and your podcast, so you should continue the same way. Thank you, Tito, for being a part of this podcast and also a positive member of our community. And since we're mentioning our uh, blockchain community, there's a bit of news you need to know. There's going to be a blockchain conference on June 25th and 26th in Split, Croatia. Block Split, all about blockchain in the Balkans and globally, of course. A number of key speakers are going to be there, including our own Luka Sucic and, of course, our guest from episode 8, Gregor Storman, the, uh, the founder of Honeycomb Colony. 
Uh, you can get your tickets at blocksplit.org and you get a 10% discount if you pay by crypto. Isn't that nice? Yes, it is. Uh, I won't be there, but I do hope you find Luca in Split and say hi. Hope you learned a lot from Waydex. And of course, this was our 10th episode of Blockchain from the Block. I hope you enjoyed it as did Luca and I. Luca is typing on his phone. What can you do? Anyways, while he's typing, you also start typing. We need reviews on iTunes. A lot of them. Tell us you hate us. Tell us you love us. Uh, but do leave a review. We want to see how you like the show. And of course, approve it along the way. Uh, as always, subscribe to the newsletter. Like us on Facebook. Uh, tweet us. You know where to find us. This was Ivan and Luca and this was Blushing from Block. Let's do you next time.